Okay. Now, like I said, you you didn't pick up a worksheet on the way in. There's some on the back chair. Anybody need a worksheet? Raise your hand. I'll have Jeremy get you one. You all got one? Good. Tonight we're going to look at a, the topic, it's going to be topical, about understanding, okay? And I told you that we'd start in Proverbs chapter 17, in verse number 27. Proverbs 17 and verse number 27. He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Now, who doesn't want an excellent spirit? We all want to have an excellent spirit. Daniel had that. We'll see in a few minutes. But the Word of God says that we need to be sparing with our words, and we need to have understanding in order to have an excellent spirit. And that's our challenge for tonight, how to have the victory of understanding. We're going to begin with a look at the definition of understanding, Roman numeral 1, and then we're going to go to the delivery from misunderstanding, which sometimes happens, and Roman numeral 3 will close with the decisions necessary for good understanding. Now, on most of the uh, times when I preach on either Sunday night or Sunday school or Wednesday night, I like to ask a couple quiz questions to get you started, put some grooves in your gray matter. But since we're on live stream, I won't have you give the answers, but I'll hopefully get you thinking. Um, so the first question I would normally ask for this particular study is, in the year 2021, what do you want to understand better? So think about that for just a second. What, what do you want to understand better in 2021? Now, I've listed some possible, possible answers that you might come up with. I still don't understand COVID-19 totally, but I would like more clarification and more evidence about COVID. I'd like to understand that better since it's hit our country so hard. I'd like to understand uh, marriage better. Uh, you realize that a year ago we had our 50th anniversary, and I survived that, but now I need some help understanding the next 50, okay? Because it's not all peaches and cream. I'm always looking for ways to strengthen not only our marriage, but the marriage of those that look to us for an example. How about prophecy? Would you like to understand prophecy better? You know, the fellow that was here a week or so ago, I looked at his some of his material and I noticed that his newsletter started coming out about eight years ago, or somewhere thereabouts. And uh, he's been preaching the Lord's return at any moment in the last eight years. And, you know, ever since Paul's day, they've been expecting the rapture. And I'd like to understand a little better this subject of prophecy. So I, I like going to prophecy conferences. I like learning about it. But I'm going to pray and ask the Lord to give me a better brain for prophecy. I'd like to understand that a little better. Um, I'd like to understand my adult children. Uh, Lynn and I, I don't, I don't know if I can speak for Lynn, but we had a lot of 
fun raising little kids. I mean, I just, I took them for bicycle rides. I played hockey with my girls. I mean, we just had a blast. They were laughing all the time, and I was laughing all the time, and, and uh, we survived. But I found out that when those kids turned 18 and 19 and 20, it's like they turned into different creatures. And I'm still working on uh, dealing with adult children. And now I'm starting to deal with adult grandchildren. And I'll tell you what, it is a challenge, and it is a chore. And I, I need understanding in that area. And uh, I also need understanding in how to handle old age. Now, I know many of you think that I'm just a young guy, and I can't believe I'm still alive. I did not think I would live to 30. The, the things that were happening in my life and the things that were happening with Lynn, and I just, I just did not think I would make 30. And here I am pushing the, the north side of 70. But... Uh, I need more understanding on how to be a good old person. How to finish well, you know. I don't want to finish poorly. I want to finish well. So I need understanding in these areas. The second question I would ask you is probably, why don't our leaders, especially our political leaders and our community leaders, why don't they understand believers better? You ever think about that? I mean, they think they understand and know a lot, but I, I can't understand why they don't study the life of believers so they can understand believers more. I mean, the Bible is the best-selling book in the world, whether they read it or not. That's beside the point. It's something that's worth reading so they could understand us better. And I've often wondered why the Supreme Court doesn't understand Christians. And I've often... I've often been confused as to why our leaders aren't more understanding of how the Bible lover thinks. I've often wondered about that. And then a third question I would ask is, how do we improve in this area of understanding? How do we improve in our walk, our daily walk? Will, will understanding better help us in our daily walk? Will understanding help us in our work, can we be better employees? Some of you are probably employers. Can you be a better employer if you have more understanding? And then how can you be how can we be better at our worship? If we really and truly understand what God is after in each service, if we understand him more, I think we can worship better. And that should be our goal. I mean, I want to worship better in 2022 than I did in 2021. Because my goal is always to worship the Lord and honor Him more each year. Well, to do that, we have to have understanding. And that leads us to our subject tonight. You know, if you uh, were a mechanic, and you, if, if I owned a huge car company, and let's say I employed 20 mechanics, I would hire a, I hope I can say this right, a diagnostic technician, somebody who could diagnose the problem. He would be highest on the pay scale. I would hire a mechanic that has very good ears, a very good understanding of the automobile, and as soon as that truck rolled in the garage, he'd say, ha, I know what the problem is, 
I know how it got broke, and I know how to fix it and who to have fix it. And you know, if the reason he would get the highest paycheck is because he has the most understanding about automobiles. He's the one that understands how automobiles fall apart. In medicine, I don't know how much Dr. Fauci makes. Does anybody know how much he makes? <laughs> uh, too much back here. $416,000 a year. Okay, I'm impressed that Wes found that out. Makes more than the president. Well, hopefully, he understands medicine. Hopefully, he understands a lot about COVID, and he's giving us the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And uh, if he doesn't understand COVID-19 at all, he should not be getting 419000 and he shouldn't be the expert at the top of the pile. But because he has understanding, they've hired him to be the spokesperson for COVID. And when it comes to making money, now you wouldn't want me in charge of making money, uh, but uh, Dr. Trump, President Trump, he had a knack for making money. He, he understood building. He understood where to build, what to build, and how much to spend. And he's, he's made billions in the building business. And so he would, be a, he would be the kind of man that understands finances. Well, in our subject tonight, we want to understand things. So in light of what it says in Proverbs 17, 27, let's go to 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we'll start there. First Corinthians 13 is the uh, love chapter. And the first... Nine or ten verses are all about love, but also verses 11, 12, and 13 are about love. But we're going to take those three little verses, and we're going to use them tonight to help us with our understanding subject. Paul writes here to the church at Corinth, and I, and I love these letters, First and Second Corinthians, because they deal specifically with, with church problems, and they help you and I understand how how they addressed church problems back then, and they should help us today understand how to address church problems, how to understand church problems, and family problems, and work problems. He says in verse 11, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. It says in verse 12, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. Paul says that I understood as a child, and I thought as a child. Let's pray. We'll get started. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your word. Help us tonight to find benefit from it. Help us to have victory in this area of understanding and help us to be better students of your word so that we can understand the people and the problems that are around us 
each and every day. And then help us, Lord, to be able to understand your perspective on these issues. Help us, Lord, to be wise and to be fruitful in our thoughts and in our dealings with everything we have to deal with on a daily basis. Well, thank you for the help only you can give in Christ's name. Amen. Now, I believe that when it comes to understanding, that understanding has some cousins that are very close. Uh, a couple of the cousins of understanding would be love. I think if we have good understanding towards others, we'll, our love will grow. I think, I think love could be a cousin to understanding. I think peace could be a cousin to understanding. I mean, if you understand what's going on in our world today, and you can sleep at night, you have the peace of God which passes all understanding, what the Bible says. I think peace could be a cousin to understanding well. Trust. You know, trust doesn't come easy for some of us. Some of you may have had a rough childhood. Some of you may be having a rough adulthood. And uh, maybe trust is not easy for you. Maybe, maybe you've been protected all your life and you trust everybody right away. But a lot of us struggle with trust. It takes, it takes me a while. I, I don't trust people when I first meet them. It generally takes weeks and months and sometimes years before I trust them. And they me. Because they don't understand me and I don't understand them. So I think, I think trust can become a cousin to understanding. And I think passion. And of course, you could add to the list. This isn't the only list. But I think passion and trust and peace and love are all things that, that grow as we get the victory in this area of understanding. So let's see if we can learn something tonight. Roman numeral one. First of all, there's, this is pretty easy to figure out here, the definition of understanding. If you were to go to any kind of dictionary, I think these definitions here came out of the Webster's 1828. Letter A, to, per to perceive the meaning of something. Or to see the light. <laughs> if, you, if you do homeschooling and, you, and you're dealing with some young boy or some young girl and you're trying to teach them the basics of math and arithmetic, and you've been working and working and working, and all of a sudden, ah, he gets it. He sees the light. And so for the first six months, you were just preparing him or her. And then it's just like overnight, a light comes on. He gets it. Our, our missionary to um, the Soviet Union, Dave Smith, he went over there and he could not learn the Russian language. And he studied and he studied and he listened to tapes and he worked. He did all he could to learn the Russian language. He just could not get it down pat. He said, and finally one night, he says, I just, I was wore out studying. He says, I just gave it to God and said, God, you got to help me. And it's just like a light went off in his head. He said, all of a sudden, I got it. I could see what I was doing wrong in trying to speak Russian. And I could speak it almost within a week. I had it mastered. Now, he had to have all that preparation ahead of time. But you know what I'm getting at? He saw the light. He grasped. He, he perceived the meaning of something. Letter B is to sympathize. To have understanding is to sympathize with something or someone. We could use some kindness in our country. And that comes from sympathizing with them. Another definition, letter C, is the ability to think intelligently. Too many of us think about the problems 
instead of thinking on the problem solver. I mean, God is in charge, and he's going to get his way, whether we like it or not. And so we need to focus more on the problem solver and a little less on the problem. So that's another definition. And then letter D is insight. Is insight. Seeing clearly from the other's perspective. The Native American Indians will say, don't try to understand another person until you've walked a mile in their moccasins. And uh, I'm trying to get some of my adult children not to respond so fast when somebody disagrees with them. I'm trying to get them to count to 10 or count to 100 or count to 1,000 and think about it for a while. And instead of just reacting quickly, I'm trying to get them to react slower and to have a little insight and try to see the situation from the other person's perspective. That's how you gain understanding. Now, the illustration there I have is dark driving limits a great deal of our understanding, and that's primarily because there's not enough light. Uh, I was talking to somebody earlier before church about the, the uh, speed limit laws in North Dakota. And in North Dakota, many of the speed limit signs say 65 during the day and 55 at night. So you're driving through North Dakota, if it's night, you have to drop it down 10 miles per hour to 55. And if it's daylight, then you can go 65. And the reasoning is, somebody over there in the State Department in North Dakota decided that during daylight, you can see things. You can see deer and you can see traffic. And it's much safer. But at night, when the deer are feeding, and at night when you can't see what's going on in the field or in the woods, your headlights don't cover very much territory. And you're unable to see. You can't understand when you're driving in the dark what's out there. But during daylight, you can. And so they have adjusted their speed limit uh, accordingly. On Tuesday night, we go out on visitation, and I, I got, I got to admit, I love visitation in the summer much more than in the winter, because in the summer you can actually find the houses and read the house numbers, but in the winter you're groping in the dark. You have no idea if you're making the right turn, going down the right home, a right road, and you're looking at the right house because everything is blocked by darkness, and uh, we need to have understanding we need to have light we need to have good perception we need to sympathize with other things and other people we need to think intelligently and we need to have insight let's go to the second one here Rome numeral two and see if we can add some more verses the delivery from misunderstanding how do you spell relief <laughs> b-i-b-l-e that's how you spell relief for the christian anyway how do we get delivery from misunderstanding well this very simple really nothing fancy here letter a we pray we pray for understanding if you go to psalm 119 uh, go ahead and turn there because these are all within the one psalm there psalm 119 a favorite psalm of a lot of people me included but if you look at verse 34 in psalm 119 
Give me understanding, the psalmist writes, and I shall keep thy law. I shall observe it with my whole heart. If you turn over to verse number 73, he prays again. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. You flip over to Psalm 119, verse 125. Psalm 119, verse 125. We read again, I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. We look at verse 144, again of Psalm 119. The righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding and I shall live. And then verse 169. Let my cry come near before thee, O Lord. Give me understanding according to thy word. Now, if the psalmist prayed at least five times for understanding, how much more should we pray for understanding in 2021? Before I go into a counseling session, before I go to the hospital, before I go on an airplane ride, almost before I go anywhere where there's other people, I say, Lord, you got to help me here. Who should I sit by? Who can I encourage? Who can I help? What can I say? Give me some understanding for the situation. The psalmist did, and it wouldn't hurt for us to do the same. So that's the first thing we could do to get away from misunderstanding. The second thing we can do is study the subject. Now, 2 Timothy 2.15, most of you have that memorized. I'm going to turn there so I don't misquote it. Study to show thyself approved unto God. And by the way, if you don't study, you're not approved. So study the subject. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Or we could say rightly getting a grasp on understanding. Study the subject of biblical understanding. And then the third way, and I think the best way, is to learn of Christ. Because the more we learn of Christ, the more he removes misunderstanding. I'm still in the New Testament, so I'm going to do the Matthew passage first here. Matthew 11, verses 28, 29, and 30. you still awake? Say amen. All right, good. These are some very, very vital verses. And we try so hard to solve our problems in life without the Lord's help. And we shouldn't do that. I'm reminded of the illustration of the little five-year-old girl that wanted to move the piano. And uh, her dad was with her. And her dad said, honey, go over there and move the piano. And you know how little girls are. They, when they're a child, they think like a child. So she went over and got behind the piano and she started pushing. And the piano didn't budge. But her father went over there and leaned on the piano also. And now the piano began to move. Because the little girl, she thought she was it, but her father was helping her. And when we have problems, we're trying to understand something. We shouldn't be like that little girl trying to understand that big problem all by herself. 
we should be learning how the Lord would have us think. So what does Jesus say in verse 28 of Matthew 11? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And we know when that piano moved, who was doing all the work? The father was doing all the work. The girl got the glory. She thought she was doing it. But the girl was actually able to rest because the dad was strong enough to move the piano. And if we would bring our burdens to the Lord, bring your burden to the Lord and leave it there, we'd be surprised sometimes how fast he would fix things. But we're all kind of, we're fixers. We like to pitch in and we like to try to solve it on our own. He says in verse 29, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy. These problems and these burdens are easy for the Lord to handle. And some of them seem insurmountable and very difficult for us. So let's, let's learn of Christ and see if he doesn't remove the misunderstanding. And I have another passage here in Proverbs chapter 9. I'm almost done class, so stay with me. Proverbs 9, verses 9 and 10. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is, what does it say? Understanding. The knowledge of the holy is understanding. And of course, we know that the fear of the Lord being the beginning of wisdom and understanding the holiness of God helps us in our understanding of others. And I think, more importantly, it helps us to understand ourselves. The illustration there at the end of Roman numeral 2, misunderstanding is not God's fault. Major point. If you misunderstand somebody, that's not God's fault. That's your fault. And you and I need to work hard and pray hard in this area of understanding so we don't fall victim to misunderstanding. So Roman numeral one was the definition, perceive, sympathize, think, and insight. Roman numeral two is delivery from misunderstanding. By that we pray, we study, and we learn. And Roman numeral three is we conclude the decisions necessary for good understanding. Well, the first decision, there's many, many more, but let me give you the three that come to my mind. The first one is to realize that God is in control, not you. I use this verse today with a family member who we're struggling with, trying to understand situations within our, within our mixed bag of relatives. And uh, I just quoted them the verse. I said, Romans 8.28 is still in the Bible, and it still works. And we know that all things work together for good. It doesn't say all things are good, but if we have proper understanding, they work together for good. Especially, and no, it doesn't say especially, I'm throwing that in, to them that love God. You love God? Well, you came to church tonight. I hope you love God. Well, if you love God, then just give the problem to Him and, and understand that He can handle it better than we can. Now, He may decide to use us. We may be a part of the solution. But I found that in many cases, I'm not part of the solution. He just does it. Uh, Clarine called and she said, you know, I really have to get my appointment moved up 
because otherwise I have to, I can't go to my apartment. And, and without even mentioning it to you as a church, the Lord fixed it. Uh, the clinic called her and said, your appointment has been moved up. I, I, all I had to do, I, I, I probably wouldn't have even had to pray because somebody else would have prayed. But the Lord answered the prayer before we even had a chance to bring it to you people on Wednesday night. That's the way he works. He's, he's solving some problems today that are still really, really big in your heart, in your mind, and he's already working on a solution. Let's just, let's just trust him. Because we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that, who are called according to his purpose. And then the second thing, we need to realize that knowing him is the key. Uh, John 17, verse 3. I use this verse quite often in evangelism because we're talking to people about eternal life, how to get to heaven. And John chapter 17, verse 3 tells us, if somebody asks you, well, what's eternal life? What is that anyway? Well, just tell them John 17, 3. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Knowing Jesus is the key. Now, so that you understand what knowing means, uh, I know Donald Trump but I have no idea who Donald Trump is. I mean, I don't know what he, what he wore today. I don't know where he slept last night. I don't know what kind of car he drives. I, don't, I, I, I really don't know anything about him, but I know his name because he's been in the news a lot. Now, I, I know some Christians that they know Jesus. They don't know Jesus. They, they don't know him like they need to get to know him. They don't know what he's thinking. They don't know what he's praying for your life and my life because they haven't studied him. I, I, I know my wife. My wife knows me. She knows how I like my toast in the morning. She knows, she knows how to adjust the TV so it doesn't bother me if I'm trying to study or take a nap. She knows me because she's been living with me for 52 years. And I know her. And when, you, when, it, when it comes to knowing the Lord... And getting a handle on understanding. We can't just say we know him. We have to really get to know him. And, and, and the Bible is how we do that. We just read it. And reread it. Meditate and reread it. And read it some more. And read it some more. And read it some more. And you'll get to know him. And then you'll have a better grasp on eternal life. As a side, side a benefit of all that. So realize that knowing him is the key. And then the third thing. Necessary for good understanding. Not only do we have to realize God's in control and that knowing Him is the key, we need to realize the excellency that comes with understanding. We started in Proverbs seventeen twenty-seven. Uh, let me read it to you one more time as we wrap this up. He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent Spirit. And, and down on the bottom there where it says the last illustration, put on the right of that, put Daniel 6.3. Daniel 6.3, and we'll use that for our closing verse. In Daniel chapter 6 and verse 3, the question at the bottom of the page is, do we want to have an excellent spirit or not? 
Do you want to have an excellent spirit or are you happy to be mediocre? If you want to have an excellent spirit, here's what it says about Daniel in Daniel 6 and verse 3. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Daniel became the hero he became because he had understanding. He, he understood enough to interpret some dreams. He understood enough to get a whole book of the Bible given to his name. He was somebody who had understanding. And as a result, the Lord made him a, a hero. There's even a song about him, Dare to Be a Daniel. I don't know what number it is in your hymn book, but in my old hymn book, it says, Standing by a purpose true, heeding God's command, Honor them, the faithful few, all hail to Daniel's band. Dare to be a Daniel. Dare to stand alone. Dare to have a purpose firm. And dare to make it known. And tonight my challenge would be, I dare you to be an understanding Christian. The Bible tells us in the last days we need understanding for the time. I want to have it, and I trust you want to have it as well. Let's stand and have a word of prayer. You learned something tonight? Say Amen. Thank you for letting me preach in pastor's behalf, and I trust you'll be able to uh, take a few little nuggets of truth home with you tonight as you go home. Okay.